Hey folks, it's Jesse. We're getting close to the end of the year. Maybe you're thinking about gifts you're getting your friends and family. Maybe you're thinking about what causes you can support. I want to take a second and talk to you about supporting your local public radio station. I'm literally a lifelong listener to public radio. Shout out to KQED and KALW in the Bay Area. Now, you might be thinking, if I listen to Bullseye on my phone, why should I donate to a radio station? Well, it's pretty straightforward. Bullseye is part of a public radio network because all those stations give money to NPR. NPR is able to pay us to make shows like Bullseye. And bonus, when you support public radio, you're helping build curiosity, conversation, and community right in your backyard. That's why I support my local NPR member station and why you should too. This year, we're making it really easy. Just go to donate.npr.org bullseye to support your local NPR member station. And again... That is donate.npr.org slash bullseye. And thanks. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. I'm Jesse Thorne. It's Bullseye. It's that time of year again. The end of the year. Instead of interviews, we're going to wrap up 2019 by playing you some of our favorite stand-up comedy records that came out this year. That means comedy from Cristela Alonso, Pete Holmes, Ron Funches, Erica Rhodes, Roy Wood Jr., so many more. We can't wait to share them with you. It's all coming up on Bullseye. Let's go. Let's kick off this year's end-of-year stand-up comedy special with a favorite of our program, Roy Wood Jr. Roy is, of course, one of the funniest correspondents on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Basically, any segment he is on is an all-timer. Before that, he was a successful radio DJ in Florida and Alabama. We talked a lot about that during his Bullseye interview a couple years back. Anyway, Roy's main bread and butter is stand-up comedy. His stand-up album from this year is called No One Loves You. I don't know what they're gonna do between us and the police. This is getting hard. Every day, police might get called on you while you're trying to get coffee. Police might get called on you while you're trying to barbecue. Police might get called on you while you're trying to mow the yard, take a nap, sell some water. At this point, if you black, the safest thing you can do every day is just call the police on yourself. I mean, the white people gonna call anyway, so you may as well take the power back. Control the narrative. That's what I'm gonna do every day. Call the police and compliment. Say something nice about yourself. Change the perception. 911, what's your emergency? Ain't no emergency, it's just a smooth headed to Walgreens. Just checking in. Red jacket, white pants. Don't shoot me. Oh, unit be advised, male, black, wall, green, respond, code, do, do, do. I don't know. I don't know what, the, what, I don't know what you do. Move too slow, you might get shot. Move too fast, you might get shot. Don't move, you wasn't obeying commands, you might get shot. I don't know. Yo, at this point, like, I ain't gonna tell y'all how to dress every day so you can feel safe, but I'm gonna start wearing a cap and gown everywhere I go. <laughs> Until things cool off for a little while. 
You ain't never felt threatened by somebody in a cap and gown. Don't never. Cap and gown is like a wedding dress. You see somebody wearing it, it make you happy. It change your mood. So that's what I'm gonna do. Until we get some real police reform, I'm wearing a cap and gown every day with a, with a middle school diploma in my back pocket. A middle school diploma and an engagement ring. It's gonna be the saddest story. But you ain't gonna sweep me under the rug. Cause this was crazy. We live in a time now where if you get shot on the wrong day, you might not even make it in the news. They'll sweep your story all the way to the back page. Damn that, I'm gonna be on the front. If the police shot a 40 year old eighth grader, I promise you, it's gonna be a conversation about me. Y'all better ride for my And another news today, police shot a 40 year old eighth grader. He survived by his three ex-wives and six children. Send a prayer up for Mr. Charles. <laughs> Pay cops more money. Money is part of the solution. It ain't the only solution, but it's part of it. Here's the thing. We love to act like all these good cops just gonna all step up and do the right thing together. Please, most people don't do the right thing for the right reason. They do the right thing for the right price. It's about the money. And don't get me wrong, there's plenty of good cops out there, man, but not enough to affect change. You got to do something to incentivize. You got to break bread. And don't, and don't tell me you ain't got the money to pay cops more. Every time somebody get hit over the head, you got to pay a settlement. So take the money you would have paid for a settlement and just put that in the cops' pockets. And they might care a little more. At minimum, just set up a snitch fund. Can we do that? Now, okay, don't pay every cop more, just the cops who snitch on the other cops. That's who you pay, 100,000, 100,000 per snitch. Roy Wood Jr., his new album, No One Loves You, is out now. You can catch him on The Daily Show on Comedy Central. He's also got a handful of live performances all over the country this winter and spring. We'll have a link to that on the Bullseye page at MaximumFun.org. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Sarah Schaefer is a comic based in New York. She wrote on Moshe Kasher's show Problematic and on Nikki Glaser's Not Safe. She called her latest album Live, Laugh, Love, like the inspirational quote that is probably written on a rock in your aunt's garden. It's actually a whole bit about that on the record. Anyway, here is a bit of Sarah Schaefer from Live, Laugh, Love. Society is crumbling. Um... <laughs> Yeah. And a lot of people want to know why, you know, you can actually Google why, and a lot of articles will come up. Um, but I don't need to look it up because I already know why. I know. I have identified the culprit. There is one source for the decay of human civilization. And it is a particular trend in home decor. Now, some of you probably have this stuff up in your house right now. What it is, is inspirational quotes on rustic pieces of driftwood in multiple fonts. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, 
for the quote to go on a piece of driftwood, it has to have one of the keywords in the quote. If it does not contain one of these words, it is not inspirational enough. Do not put it on wood. Don't waste our time. Those words include journey, faith, hope, sister, live, laugh, love. You know what I'm talking about. Oftentimes those three are featured as a triptych, as we know. Kitchen. The whole set is me just listing the words. Wine. <laughs> Believe. Believe. Believe is so powerful. It's so potent. It can live by itself on wood. Some people don't even put it on wood. They just tattoo it on the front of their neck, and that's a choice. Dream. Home. Dance. And it'll be a quote like, why walk when you can dance? And that'll be in Times New Roman and Lucida handwriting and Garamond. Because I'm not going to be limited to one font, you jerk. I'm whimsical as <laughs> How does it work? You know, if you, if you need a sign to remind you to laugh, are you all right? You go through your house and you see it and you're like, oh, I almost forgot. <laughs> like, talk to someone. You're not okay. Oh, I always feel a little bit bad telling that joke because there's always one woman's face, at least, in the audience just dissolving off her head. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just poking fun. The signs are fine as long as you don't have too many of them. You know what I mean? And it's very, there's actually a really easy way to figure out if you have too many inspirational quotes on rustic pieces of driftwood. So all you have to do is close your eyes. Everybody here, close your eyes. Got them closed. Now imagine your house. I'm gonna go through each room of the house right now and we're gonna count them up. All right? <laughs> Bedroom. Count them up, get the number in your head. Living room. Bathroom, hallway, foyer, or foyer, depending. Kitchen, you maybe got a little, you had me at Merlot. <laughs> maybe you got one of those in there, count that up, add it in. Now don't forget the outside of the house, your front porch. You know, maybe you got a little, this porch was made for rocking. Like maybe you got one of those out there. That counts as two. <laughs> Add it in. Now you got your total, okay? Everybody got their total in their head? If the number is bigger than zero, you have too many. <laughs> you have too many. <laughs> Sarah Schaefer. Live, Laugh, Love is her album. It's available now. She's one of my favorites. Check her out. If you know Pete Holmes, it's probably from his HBO show, Crashing. That show tells the story of an aspiring comedian who abandons his life as a straight-laced evangelical Christian living in upstate New York to give comedy a shot, leaving almost his entire life behind him as he goes out to the city, all of it based on Pete Holmes' real-life story and made only very slightly weirder. The show wrapped up its third and final season this year. Pete also this year released a record, Dirty Clean. Here's a bit from it. 
Getting a dog, I never had a dog my whole life. Getting a dog, honestly, was more confusing than getting a baby. Getting a baby. We got a baby. <laughs> honestly, getting a dog was different because a f- dog, it's not even your species. It's just a wild animal. You're like, you want to you wanna be in here? <laughs> hey, you, eating the pigeon bones. You want to be in here? Like your baby, when your baby cries, it's a human. I have a human baby. When it cries, you have a guess. You're like, it's probably hungry, it's hot, or it's cold, has gas. These are the problems I have. So you're like, I got it. I have no idea what my dog wants. My best guess, never-ending eye contact. I'm trying to watch Great British Bake Off, and he's just down there just like, hey, dad. Over here. What the f*** do you want? I don't know what he wants. I was raised with cats. You can kind of tell. You can kind of tell. I was raised with cats. It's the worst heckle you could give me is laughing at that. You can tell I was raised with cats because the command I most often give my dog is go live your life. I don't know what he wants. They're, they're needy. I just didn't know how needy a dog is. I've been out of the house for two days. If my dog had a cell phone, I'd have 4,022 missed calls. 4,022 texts of the bone emoji and the walk emoji. He'd be FaceTiming me right now, just like, look at these baby browns, Dad. You look for your cat, you hide from your dog. Does that make sense? You don't know where you're cat is like people say cats are evil and they are but they're also all set you know what i mean they're fine they're off learning to meditate or some they're rolling their own cigarettes when i left the house with my dog i had to like toss a tuna steak and do a barrel roll out the window just so he wouldn't be like is this forever but if you have a cat and you see your cat You're excited. You're like, it's like a B-list celebrity sighting. It's like seeing John Stamos napping in a sunbeam in your kitchen. Oh my God, we have a cat? Scoop it up. I knew I wasn't crazy. Take pictures with the cat. Selfies with the cat. Proof you have a cat. Put the cat down. It's like, don't tag me. Don't tag me. I'm being real with you. I don't know how smart animals are. I know they're different levels, right? They're different levels of smartness. Like my neighbor, he has two dogs. He was telling me that he has a big dog and he has a little dog. And when he goes out of town, he has to tape newspaper to the reflective glass of his fireplace. Otherwise, listen to this, the little dog will see his reflection and think there's a second little dog stuck in the place that he's only ever seen burst into flames. So he's just like, hey, 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 I ain't going nowhere, brother. Because he's a damn hero. But when my neighbor told me that his little dog doesn't understand reflections, all I heard was, 
the big dog does? <laughs> like, I'm a human being. I don't understand reflections. You're telling me a slightly larger dog is like... I get it. <laughs> that ain't me. I'm me. That looks like me. I know what I look like, but that's a trick of the eye. Light. <laughs> it's a mystery. It's a particle and a wave. It's both. Some of the particles go through the glass. That's why we can see what's illuminated inside the fireplace. But then a rather arbitrary amount bounce back and frame me in light. Ha! 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 I love science. I love science. Pete Holmes from his album Dirty Clean. I talked with Pete when his show Crashing had just debuted. You can find that interview on the Bullseye page at MaximumFun.org. Next up on the Bullseye End of Year, best stand-up comedy special, Erica Rhodes. Fun little bit of trivia about Erica. She might be the closest thing we have to public radio royalty. She started working on A Prairie Home Companion when she was 10 years old. 10 years old. Her album, Sad Lemon, hit number one on the iTunes comedy charts. You're about to hear a bit from it. Here's Erica Rhodes. Went through a breakup a couple months ago which I think is good, because it means it was a real relationship, finally. I usually I'm like, it's over, and he's like, who's this? I don't know, this phone number. I really miss breakups before the internet ruined our lives. Remember that? Remember when we could just be like, listen, I'm sorry we didn't work out. Have a nice life, go away. Right, it was so simple. Now it's like, sorry it didn't work out. I will see you online forever. <laughs> or if it was a messy breakup, you'd be like, I'm just gonna block your phone number. It's easier that way, one step. Right now it's like, I'm gonna block your phone number, then I'm gonna defriend you on Facebook, unfollow you on Twitter, take you off my Instagram, do whatever it is to get rid of the Snapchat, and get my mom to do the same thing. <laughs> so complicated. There are so many clues he wasn't the guy for me, you know? I feel like there's often clues we ignore for four to five years, right? <laughs> One clue is we had very little in common, um, except we both really loved him. This is, this is a direct quote. Okay, it sounds crazy, but he really said these words to me once. Okay, he was like, I love you more than you love me because I love myself so much. You need to love yourself more so that you can love me more. And I was like, actually, I think we both need to love you less. <laughs> Because the more I love you, the more I hate myself for loving a guy who loves himself so much. Thank you. 
I'm in my 30s now, which, who's in that age range? Wow, good, you all had your nap today, I can tell. <laughs> 30s is a strange age because it's not old, but the second you turn 30, you start saying you're old. You're like, that's it, I'm old now, I'm old. And then for 10 years, you just keep saying it. You're like, I'm old, I'm old, I'm old, I'm old. And then you turn 40 and you're like, now I'm old. <laughs> like I could have been young for an extra 10 years, but I wasted it saying I was old. Now I've lost 10 extra years where I could have been young. <laughs> then you turn 80, you're like, now I'm really old. I could have been just kind of old. Now I'm really old. Then you die and you're like, I could have been alive. <laughs> 82 and a half years. Now I'm dead. I can't even have this brilliant thought. So my point is none of us are old because we're still here. Now, still doing life. 20s, anyone in their 20s? good that should be your energy you should be drunk right now you should be it's a good age I just don't relate to it because I'm like you guys are so cute because you still think you matter the rest of your life is just this long journey where you find out you matter less and less and less every day and then you die to give it away, but that's what you have to look forward to. But keep drinking. Keep drinking. I feel like you spend your 20s sort of waiting for your life to start. You know, you're like, next year I'm gonna get that big job and my life is gonna start. And then another year goes by and you're like, next year I'm gonna fall madly in love and my life is gonna get started and another year goes by and you're like next year I'm gonna get a headboard <laughs> and my life is gonna start and then you turn 30 and you're like it started this is my life like waiting for the bus to come but you're already on the bus you're like when's the bus getting here when is it getting here and they're like you are on it you are on the bus and you're like why am I riding a bus <laughs> Erica Rhodes from her album Sad Lemon. She's on tour now with dates in the U.S. and Canada. You can find out about that on our website. Visit the Bullseye page at MaximumFun.org. We're just getting started with this year's Best of Stand-Up Comedy Special. So much more. Back after a quick break. Stay with us. It's Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Squarespace. Squarespace allows small businesses to design and build their own websites using customizable layouts and features including e-commerce functionality and mobile editing. Squarespace also offers built-in search engine optimization to help you develop an online presence. Go to squarespace.com NPR for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code NPR to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
Dead Pilot Society brings you exclusive readings of comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Patton Oswalt. So the vampire from the future sleeps in the dude's studio during the day, and they hunt monsters at night. It's Blade meets the odd couple. <laughs> Adam Scott and Jane Levy. Come on, Corey. She's too serious, too businessy. She doesn't know the hokey pokey. Well, she'll learn what it's all about. <laughs> Busy Phillips and Dave Keckner. Baby, this is family. My Uncle Tell, who showed his wiener to Cinderella at Disneyland, is family. Do you want him staying with us? He did stay with us for three months. And he was a delight. <laughs> a new pilot every month, only on Dead Pilot Society for Maximum Fun. Hey, Mindy here from NPR's Wow in the World. Join Guy Raz and me for our special 100th episode, a musical. Science, laughs, melodies. 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 It's Wow in the World from Tinkercast and NPR. Listen now and share with your kids. Welcome back to Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. This week, we're playing some of the best stand-up comedy albums of 2019. Next up, Marcella Arguello. She's a comic based here in Los Angeles. Her work often tackles a a lot of things head-on that might make people uncomfortable. Things like race, sexuality, gender, and politics. All of those subjects are on her debut album, The Woke Bully. Another thing she talks about, well, she is super tall and she loves it. Let's listen in. Thank you. Uh, My name is Marcella. I'm very tall for a woman. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Let's get it out of the way real quick. I'm 6'2". All right. Thank you. (laughs) Wow, I appreciate that, sir. Uh, I'm very proud of my height, really comfortable with my height. Uh, but ever since I was a kid, I've been called a giraffe. Yeah, it really offends me as a proud giraffrican American. <laughs> that was a freebie. Um, yeah, I'm really tall. I, uh, I'm wearing flats right now because uh, I got a bad knee, but I'm usually in heels because f*** it, right? I'm already up here. <laughs> And women are always very supportive of me wearing heels. They're always like, yes, girl, work it, rock that shit. rock that high, work it, mommy, yes, queen, yes, do it, rock it, do it, yes, rock it, yes, get it, yes, girl. Oh, <laughs> but straight dudes, straight dudes are always like, why are you wearing heels? Why? You don't need high heels. Why do you wear high heels if you don't need them? You don't need high heels. Why do you wear high heels if you don't need them? You don't need high heels. Why do you wear them if you don't need them? You don't even need them. Why are you wearing them if you don't need them? You don't need them. Why do you wear them? And it's like, dude, if you could add two inches to your d- you would. Leave me alone. I get mistaken for a man all the time. I actually have a friend who recently began identifying as non-binary and they told me they did so because on any given day, they can be referred to as sir and madam on the same day, sir and madam. And I was like, that happens to me too, but I identify as perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Teach their own. Um, yeah, but I, I get mistaken. This little girl came up to me. Now, I was just actually pretty similar to this, but like a baggier shirt, no makeup glasses. This little girl was up to me. She was like, are you a boy or a girl? Are you a boy or a girl? I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. So I looked at her mother to like correct, interject, just be a parent, right? And the mother looked at me like, well... 
are you a boy or a girl? So I look back at the little girl and I said, honey, sweetheart, I'm just like you and your mom, a rude piece of I didn't say that. I pushed her. I pushed her. I really hate when people think I'm a man. Unless it benefits me, right? Like if the women's restroom line is too long, I'm a man that day. Proud man, confident man. Or you ever on public and a complete stranger sees something that they want to comment loudly on, they just assume because you're near them, you're going to agree with what they're saying. Do you know what I'm talking about? Here's what happened. I was at the grocery store, buying some fruits, buying some vegetables, minding my business. Two Muslim women walk in. These Muslim women are covered head to toe. Only their eyes are exposed. Now, I don't give a f But this older woman, she sees them. She scoffs. She looks at me. She's like, can you believe that? Can you believe that? I was like, oh, you think that's crazy? I used to be a man. <laughs> Uh, I am mixed. I don't know if you guys can tell by looking at me, but I am mixed with colonialism and oppression. Anybody else? Yeah, I see a few familiar faces. Um, I always thought, what are you was the rudest thing someone could ask me, because I get it all the time. As soon as people meet me, what are you? What are you? What is that? not the rudest thing. The rudest thing I ever got, some guy started yelling countries at my face. As soon as he met me, he jumped the gun. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are you from, Argentina? What are you, Afghani? Where are you from, Brazil? What are you, Costa Rica? And I was like, are you going in alphabetical order? Because I'm from Zimbabwe. <laughs> A little alphabet humor for the alphabet heads. A little something for everybody. Um... No, I am Latina. I'm a proud Latina. Latinos in the house tonight. Oh, hell yeah. Is it two for one? What the f***? So many. Uh, I am proud Latina. My parents actually achieved Latino American dream a few years ago when they hired a white gardener. Thank you. Thank you. Good. I'm glad you guys found it funny. Usually white people are like, that's not a thing, that's a landscaper. Marcella Arguello. You can follow her on Twitter, at Marcella Comedy. If you're in Los Angeles, you can catch her weekly comedy show, Women Crush Wednesdays, at the Hollywood Improv Lab. She'll take the show to SF Sketchfest in January. We've been listening to a lot of stand-up comedy albums. I want to play you something a little different, something very special. Uh, we recorded it at Max FunCon, a retreat that we organize in the Lake Arrowhead area in California. At Max FunCon, there are classes and live podcast recordings, all kinds of stuff. And we also have a stand-up comedy showcase in an outdoor amphitheater in the mountains. Our headliner this past year was the one and only Cristela Alonso. Cristela is an actor who has appeared in Cars 3 in His Dark Materials and had her own show on ABC for a while. It was called Cristela. She is also an activist who tours regularly with Dolores Huerta. Anyway, she is so great. She's a total hero of mine. Uh, and if you didn't know how great she was, you're about to find out. Here's Cristela Alonso live on stage at Max FunCon 2019. 
2019. How you guys doing? Oh, I am excited to be here in nature. Uh, I, I, I am a brown woman, though, so I'm scared of everything. It reminds me of a scary movie, and we all know we're the first ones to die. I had to walk to my car last night. Isn't it weird how when you're in the woods, everything scares you? I, I was, like, walking with my spotlight on my phone, and I'm like, oh, I'm a treat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I am excited to be here because I'm originally from Texas. And uh, thank you. My family, we're from South Texas. We're from Mexico. And it's really cool. Uh, I don't want to brag, but I come from a border town in the South called McAllen, and Trump wants to build a wall there. So it's really cool. Um, I say, build your wall. We use tunnels now. It's stupid. Like, and did you guys see that tunnel that Chapel had when he got arrested? That looked like a Disneyland ride. I was like, what the fuck? Like, there was like electricity. There was a two hour wait. There was a Starbucks. I'm like, oh, I'll have the Chappuccino, I guess. I'm a first generation uh, Mexican American. My, I, I come from a mixed status family. That means that uh, half of us were undocumented, half of us were born here, and you're, it's your job to guess. Uh, but <laughs> guess what? We look alike. And uh, my first language is actually Spanish. I learned English later on in life. I learned English by watching TV shows like The Price is Right. And, and white people, you f with me. Um, <laughs> Plinko's not a real word. I love that word. I wanted to name my kid Plinko, like, ven pa'ca Plinko, but there's not real. But I had to learn English by hearing the dialects and the accents I would hear on TV. So I'm the only one in my family that doesn't have a super thick accent. Like my older brother, my oldest brother, he was born in Mexico. And uh, he's got like, uh, like a stereotypical accent, like, like this got a pañada accent. You know what I mean? Like, like, hey, sister, you want to go get something to eat? I'm like, well, we could do that. <laughs> or would you like to see what's behind door number three? Come on down! You know? But now as an adult, I speak three languages. I speak Spanish, English, and Caucasian. Caucasian is like English, but I have to use fancy words I don't normally use, like organic and deductible. So, <laughs> let me give you an example. Like in my everyday life, when my friends mess up, I'm like, you messed up. But in Caucasian, I'm like, ma'am, that is unacceptable. <laughs> right? Right? I will f you up. Let me speak to a manager. You know, like that? It's really cool. <laughs> But I actually, uh, I was born in the border town and I, I grew up in a tiny town, so I grew up in a bubble. I think that a lot of us that grew up in the middle of nowhere, we grew up in bubbles. And we grew up thinking that the whole world is like our little town, you know? So uh, growing up, we didn't have diversity in my town. We were all Latino, we didn't have black people, white people, Asian, so growing up, I thought everyone in the world was Latino. And then I went to college in St. Louis and I was like, oh, I'm a minority, right? And then white people started calling me exotic, right? Like, like you're exotic. And um, I was saying, like, oh, my God, I'm a Lamborghini, right? Like, 
2019 has been a good year for me. January had a big birthday. I turned 40 and I love it. Like, you guys, it's awesome. Cause I realized at 40, you're not old and you're not young. You're like right in the middle. I kind of feel like I'm an iPhone six. You know? Like I know I'm missing some of the features the newer models have, but I'm affordable and I get the job done. You know what I mean? I love that, you know? But I, I like it because at 40, like every year I get older, I have a better sense of who I am, you know? Because when I was younger, I tried to fight it because I'm a homebody, I'm an introvert, I don't like going out. But, you know, when you're younger, people make you go out. You're like, let's go crazy, you know? Like, I, like for my 30th birthday, they wanted me to go to Vegas, my friends, right? And I don't do Vegas, right? But I went because I thought that's what you had to do. So my 30th, I'm like, oh, let's party. What do you do in Vegas, right? Then when I turned 40, I'm like, this noise I'm like for my 40th birthday I'm like I'm going to Home Depot I'm buying plants and like, that's what I did Cristela Alonso live at Max Fun Con 2019 Cristela also just wrote a book it's called Music to My Years it's kind of a personal history told through music and Cristela's life story is so extraordinary um, she Cristela sincerely this is totally real grew up in a border town in Texas with her mother and siblings squatting in an abandoned diner. She's really a, an amazing person and a great comic. Uh, the book is wonderful. Uh, music to my years. You can get it now. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Here's another comic who killed at Max Fun Con 2019, DJ Demers. DJ was born and raised in Canada. His 2018 album, Indistinct Chatter, was nominated for Comedy Album of the Year at the Juno Awards, which is sort of like the Canadian Grammys. Maybe you've seen him on America's Got Talent, on Conan, or on stand-up stages across this great nation and the one to our north. DJ is hilarious. We were so lucky to get to see him at Max Con. Here's a little bit of DJ Demers. I am from, uh, I am from, Can I live in California now though, I live in LA, but I moved a couple, two and a half years ago uh, from Canada, and uh, I love it here, but it is, it's different, you know, uh, when you live in Canada, you think the countries are very similar, and then you move here, and you're like, oh God, no. <laughs> they, even little things, like Amber Alerts, when a child goes missing, they send a text to you, they didn't do that when I lived in Canada, so the first one I got when I moved here scared the <laughs> out of me. <laughs> I thought they were contacting me directly. <laughs> I was like, I don't know nothing. Man. <laughs> I feel like I belong though. It's been uh, almost three years, two and a half years. And I asked a friend when I moved here, I said, how will I know when I belong in the United States of America? And he said, you'll know when you have your first American thought. First, yeah, I didn't know what that meant. No idea until I had my first American thought. Just a couple months ago, I knew right away. It was so beautiful, so pure. I was playing basketball, right? And the guy I was guarding, he went to shoot. So I jumped up to block him, but he was only faking. So he went down. I went up, completely flipped over. I'm like, over tea kettle. I was about to smash my head off the pavement. And my first thought was, oh no, I don't have health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm home. 
That joke doesn't land in Canada. They don't understand. They're like, hey, all right, you don't have health insurance. That's funny. Of course you have health insurance. They don't understand. You don't know until you get here. You have to shop for health insurance. Like, we know that in Canada, but you don't fully... Like, when I moved here and I had to shop for health insurance, that's the craziest purchasing decision to have to make, to have to decide how much is my life worth to me on a monthly basis. Let me crunch the numbers on that one. I shopped around. The best quote I got was $400 a month. $400 a month. I was like... I've had a good run. <laughs> I'll be careful. <laughs> Scary. Every day I leave the house now, I'm just, everybody take it easy. Let's all get to where we're going. I wear hearing aids too. We all do in Canada. Um, uh, free healthcare, you'd be a fool not to, you know. It's a fashion thing out there. <laughs> but, uh, no, I do. I wear hearing aids. I've had them since I was four years old. I'm deaf. Like, I'm really deaf. Not full deaf. I'm hard of hearing. I've had, like, full-on deaf people get mad at me for using the word deaf. I've had them talk to me, you know, come up to me after shows with friends and say, you're not deaf. You're hard of hearing. We're deaf. You're not. I'm like, okay. I don't, I don't want no trouble here. I'm, I'm just a couple dead batteries away from being on your side, you know? i got to... I gotta stick together. I didn't realize there's like a beef between the deaf and hard of hearing communities. A quiet beef. But, uh... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all for, you know, accessibility. Uh, having hearing aids is really... It, you learn a lot, you know? I, uh... I don't know. There's certain things. I don't like the way disability's portrayed sometimes. Like, uh, I was on America's Got Talent a couple years ago, and, uh, cause I wear hearing aids, and, um... <laughs> <laughs> they love that shit, man. Oh, God. You show up with a disability, they're like, get in here. I was like, yeah, I do comedy, too. They were like, yeah, just bring the hearing aids. We'll figure it out. But no, it was, it was a good, it was fun, you know? It was a cool experience. Every comedian always wonders what Heidi Klum thinks about their comedy. And, uh, <laughs> to finally get that answer, so satisfying. Uh, I, uh, I lost to a juggler. Um, for real, that doesn't get any easier to say. It's, uh, that's a tough one. I didn't play the game, you know? They wanted me to cry. They explicitly asked me. They were like, if you could cry during the interview, that would really help us out. And uh, I was like, I'm not gonna cry, I'm happy, life's great. And they were like, we'll see. Uh... <laughs> DJ Demers, live on stage at Max Fun Con 2019. DJ is the host of a couple of podcasts. He has an interview show called Definitely DJ, and he also co-hosts a show called Reviewing Reviews. It's a show where, you guessed it, he and another comic critique reviews they read on the internet. I'm Jesse Thorne. You're listening to Bullseye. Next up on our stand-up comedy special, Shalewa Sharp. She's a new comic, born and raised in Atlanta, living in New York. 
She's been on HBO's Two Dope Queens and Comedy Central's The New Negroes. Her new album is called So You Just Out Here. It's a stone-cold classic. Here's a bit of Shalewa Sharp. How many of us have hiding spots at the job to keep from talking to coworkers? <laughs> yeah? What are we doing? Are we just, like, ducking under tables? <laughs> are, we, are we just ladies? Do we have a favorite stall? How are we <laughs> hiding from them? If you work in an office, tell me if you do this. Do you sit at your desk and make yourself very small just in the hopes that they don't see you over the monitor and then say something to you that's normally what I do that's my tactic Um, the only issue with that is that I work the front desk and it is literally my job to speak to everyone that's coming in And I am bad at it. Oh, so bad at my job, everybody. Very bad at my job. Oh, man, my coworkers just come up all the time like, oh, how about this weather? Did you see that? And I'm like, boo. You can cut that chitting and chatting out. (laughs) That is not why I'm here. I am here for the Wi-Fi. So, you could shut it up a little bit. I got a spinning wheel I've got to attend to. Oh, man. They're fine at my job. The, most of my coworkers are um, well-meaning white women, which is my favorite kind of white woman uh, because they mean well. We're almost there. (laughs) Uh, But I, (laughs) this job, man, okay, my first day of work at this job was election day 2016. Mm. And, mm, did you feel that in your soul? (laughs) Yes. But, again, it was election day, and I gotta tell you, (laughs) Those well-meaning white women were lit. Do you remember? Do you remember how election day 2016 felt while the sun was up? And there was all this like just hope in the air. Oh my gosh. They were all just like saying things to me like, hey girl, I know you did the right thing, girl. I know you're with her, right girl? And I'm like, it's pronounced Shalewa. (laughs) I'll let you know when we get the girl, but (laughs) it's only been a few hours. (laughs) Kind of leapfrogging over some things, you know? (laughs) There was a cake in the break room, no reason. I was like, well, I like how we celebrate here. Okay. That's great. So that was my first day of work. My second day of work was the day after the election. And I got to tell you, those well-meaning white women were weeping. Yo, first they were crying in Sarah's office. And then Rachel came in and they were like, well, we got to take this show on the road. And then they went into, they 
the whole day crying in each other's offices. A literal trail of tears. Crying in each other's offices. And I was like, is anyone going to show me how to work the phones? You must have some messages by now. It's been two days. Help me help you. There was another cake in the break room. No reason. I was like, well, I like how y'all grieve. We're going to have a good time. Shalewa Sharp, her album, So, You Just Out Here, is out now. We're getting close to the end of our special episode of Bullseye, counting down some of our favorite comedy of 2019. But don't fear, we've got more coming up when we get back from a quick break. It's Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Smartwater. Smart water is for the curious drinkers, the ones who are always looking for ways to make things a little bit better. That's why Smart Water created two new ways to hydrate, Smart Water Alkaline with 9 plus pH and Smart Water Antioxidant with added selenium. And now you can order Smart Water by saying, Alexa, order Smart Water. Smart Water, that's pretty smart. NPR's Life Kit wants to help you make changes that actually stick this new year. From how to do dry January to how to start a creative habit, we've got new episodes all month to help you start the year off right. New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Listen and subscribe to Life Kit. Hey, it's Jesse. The year is drawing to a close. And remember that now is the perfect time to give to your local NPR member station. You can make a difference in your community Keep public radio going by giving at donate.npr.org slash bullseye. Again, that's donate.npr.org slash bullseye. And thanks. We are so thrilled at your interest in attending Hieronymus Wiggenstaff's School for Heroism and Villainy. Wiggenstaff's beautiful campus boasts state-of-the-art facilities and instructors with real-world experience. We are also proud to say that our alumni have gone on to be professional heroes and villains in the most renowned kingdoms in the world. But of course, you are not applying to the main school, are you? You're applying for our sidekick and henchperson annex. You will still benefit from the school's amazing campus and you'll have a lifetime of steady employment. Of course, there's no guarantee how long that lifetime will be. Join the McElroys as they return to Dungeons and Dragons with The Adventure Zone Graduation every other Thursday on Maximum Fun or wherever podcasts are found. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. We're bringing you this week some of the best stand-up comedy of 2019. Up next, we've got Emmy Blotnick. Emmy Blotnick put out her debut album this year. She's a comic based in New York City. She's written for The Late Show, At Midnight, and more. Her new album is called Party Nights. It's hilarious. She hits the ground running on this one, so we're just going to start with the opening track. Here's Emmy Blotnick. Do you guys want to hear about my favorite Wheel of Fortune clip? Good. All right, good. Okay. So the puzzle is mostly solved 
most of the letters are there. You can tell the answer is self-portrait. And this lady buzzes in and goes, oh, self-potato. Right away. The guy next to her is like, lady, it's self-portrait. And she's just like, oh, no. And it's so good because self-potato means nothing. It means nothing at all. But I love it so much. I just want it to mean something, you know? So I think this is it. You all know what a couch potato is. A self-potato is just when you don't need the couch for that to be who you are. It's just taking that couch potato mentality to go, right? Because you don't need a couch if you got you. And I don't know if that lady knew when she got that puzzle wrong that she was going to give me a name for my lifestyle. Oh, I am a self-potato through and through. Yeah. In case it wasn't clear, it's basically high-functioning depression. All right, yeah, I think we're on the same page. Good. I'll give you an example. Like, earlier tonight, I spent about two hours in a wet towel. That is a classic self-potato move. Ooh. Yeah, you guys ever do, you ever stay in a wet towel until it's bad? You know, like, it starts out good. You're like, oh, this is good. And then you're not happy anymore. I like to take that train to the last stop. I used to be more of a party person. Yeah, I used to go out. I used to get drunk. I'd stay out late and have party nights. And No, you know it's not true because no one calls them party nights. Oh, I've blown my cover. No, these days I just, I stay in and I just read Amazon reviews of things I already own. I think I'm just looking for a sense of community, you know? I'm like, I wonder who else out there is mad about my blender. It's like, oh yeah, this guy Rick F. from Iowa is right. The puree setting really is more of a fine chop. What's up, Rick? That was helpful. Yeah. These days, I've been, I've been on a weird kick these days. I've been buying a lot of vitamins and supplements on Amazon. I think it's because I don't like to admit when I'm depressed. I go like, well, the problem is I'm not taking fish oil. See, I know how to fix this. I just need to buy five to seven bottles of unregulated supplements that are probably full of cat litter. That'll fix it. That's going to fix it. And I mean, I, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to take, so I take recommendations from anybody. The bar is so low for me. I go on Amazon, I read the reviews, I just go with the wind. Like, I was looking at a page for magnesium powder and this guy wrote, this stuff made my dog's hips feel better. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, add to cart. Let's see what this can do. Emmy Blotnick from her debut stand-up album, Party Nights. She's got a ton of live shows coming up in 2020. We'll link to them on the Bullseye page at MaximumFun.org. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Next up, Ron Funches. He's one of our favorites here at Bullseye. Ron was featured on our stand-up special back in 2015 for his debut album, The Funches of Us. 
He's written for The Eric Andre Show and Kroll Show. He's also lent his voice to animated shows like Bob's Burgers and BoJack Horseman. If you have kids, you might have heard him recently on Netflix's Trolls the Beat Goes On. He plays a giraffe-like troll named Cooper. Anyway, here's a bit of Ron Funches from his latest album, Giggle Fit. God have goals. Sometimes they come true. It's a literal dream come true that I was able to buy a house for me and my son with stand-up comedy money. And I get to live next door to people who actually work. (laughs) Oh, we took way different paths to get to the same destination. Oh, I feel so bad sometimes. I try to be active in my community. You know, I get up early, get my son on the school bus. I see everybody going off to work, and I'm just like, bye, you can do it! (laughs) They come back at 6 o'clock. I'm still in my PJs in the front yard. It's like, welcome back! What was it like today? Did you make it in time for bagels or did Deborah get to them first? <laughs> now, I live in a pretty nice neighborhood, so I see people going to work in their suits and ties, so I tried to copy them today. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, you're so fancy. You must be so important at your job. What do you do? Oh. (laughs) I don't really know what most of those words mean. (laughs) But it sounds very stressful. (laughs) Oh, me? Oh, let's not compare. (laughs) Oh, I just kind of get high and then mumble into a microphone? Did you know that was a lucrative profession? (laughs) Guess I just had a better guidance counselor than you. (laughs) She really pushed me into this line of work. I planned on working in finance. She was like, take this bong and watch Naked and Afraid all day. That's good advice. I love Naked and Afraid. If you haven't seen it, Naked and Afraid is a reality competition show on the Discovery Channel where they take two people, and I want to say normal, but trust me. They are not. They take two people with some type of mental deficiency. (laughs) And they remove them from their friends and family and put them someplace deep, dark, and dangerous. (laughs) Like Honduras. (laughs) Or Gainesville, Florida. Ron Funches from his latest comedy album, Giggle Fit. 
Ron hosts a weekly podcast called Getting Better. He also does stand-up across the country. Definitely recommended. Great comic. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Next up, Jackie Pirico. Her debut album is called Dream Phone. She's based in Toronto, and her comedy is kind of offbeat. She is very energetic, very animated, extremely intense. You can hear what I mean in this bit from her new album. I'm in my 30s now. Hear that key phrasing? In my 30s. It's no longer the case of like, oh, I'm 30 just. I'm in them now. I'm in them now. I'm getting further into them. Because it used to be, oh, I'm 30 only. Now I'm in them and I'm trench crawling my way into them more. Deeper into them. Like, I'm like, no, no, take me back. That's how it is and feels. But it's okay. All those gal pals of mine are all in their 30s too. Actually, some of them are even a few months older than me. Old and ugly alert. Wouldn't want to be them. But being in their 30s, they always come to me with like the same problem. They're all experiencing the same problem that goes along with the territory of being in your 30s. And they come to me with their problem. They say this. Oh, Jackie, they say we're fretting. We fret. Because they feel pressure to have a baby. That's the trouble in that age. We feel pressure to have a baby, they say. And the pressure's coming from all sides. Oh, my husband wishes for me to start to have babies. Oh, my mother-in-law is pressuring me because she wants to be a grandma. And everybody says I should start to take time off work and have babies and all. And I don't know if I'm ready, but everyone thinks I should. And clock's ticking down. And I'm getting to be a raisin in my belly. And it won't work anymore. And, and I have to do it now or never. And I feel pressure. And everyone thinks I should. We fret, they say. <laughs> and they come to me with the, for advice. And I tell them, I have no advice for you because I have the exact 180 degree opposite problem where nobody at all that knows me in my life at all thinks that I should have a baby except for me. <laughs> I think I should have one of those. I don't know why everyone else gets one and I don't why everybody's so worried about because I would be nice to it. <laughs> I would be kind and just to the baby. <laughs> like I wouldn't leave in the car or nothing because I am no longer permitted to drive one of those. So. That's off the table. I just want to make a person who's forced to join me on my many errands about town. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? An errand mate, an errand mate to finally join you. No longer are you alone on your errands. You have an errand slave who has to be there with you. They have to come. Because what else are they going to do? Languish at home and possibly perish? I don't think so. They're there with you. Finally. And the best part is they're made out of you. So it's you up here. <laughs> and then another of you down here like this. He going around together. And because they're a genetic copy of you, they probably share many of your same opinions on the various wares that you encounter at the shops and the marts. <laughs> right? Finally. Someone who agrees. And so I'd be like, oh, I like this item. And they'd be like, me too, because I'm like you. I'm like, damn right. My mom says, they're not like that, you know, I'm telling you. And she was like, you, for example, you had a mind of your own. I said, mine would also have a mind of my own as well. <laughs> oh, guess this. My very best friend actually just went and had a baby. She went ahead and, and did it and had one. 
She did it. Ah, I care not for the baby. I'll try and like go out on their errands because you got to have errand mates wherever you can get them. So I'm on their errands with them and I'm trying to talk to her. Hi, like this and that about me and my day. And she's not even listening to one word I say because she's talking to him in his precious buggy. And she's talking to him nonstop. Oh, who's mommy's baby in there? Who's mommy's best baby? Who's the baby mommy loves and all that? And she's talking, talking, talking. She can't see him from where she is, like behind the buggy. But I can see him from where I am beside the buggy. And nine times out of ten, she's talking to him and he's just like this. Or like this. I'm like, he doesn't know. I tell her, save your breath. This guy's not picking up what you're putting down. Lights on, nobody's home. You might as well chat it up to a tulip or a beehive. He doesn't know talking. He doesn't know talking. I know so much talking. Talk to me. If he knew talking, I would tell him this. I'd say, oh, hi, baby. <laughs> you think you and your mom are such good friends? Well, guess what? Me and her are best friends. And before you came along, we used to do drinking and smoking and drugs and hitchhiking and swearing. And one time we seen a guy die at the beach. Jackie Pirico from her debut comedy album, Dream Phone. You can find out what she's up to on Twitter at Jackie Pirico. That's J-A-C-K-I-E-P-I-R-I-C-O. And if you liked what you heard and you want some homework, she reviews board games on YouTube. Sometimes she makes instructional videos on how to play them, things like pickup sticks and blindfolded Pictionary. If you can find them, those videos could fill hours of your life. It's the Bullseye end-of-year stand-up special. I'm Jesse Thorne. We've got time for one more. J. Elvis Weinstein. J. Elvis was one of the original writers for Mystery Science Theater 3000. He also played the voice of Tom Servo on the show. He's a veteran stand-up comedian who's written material for people like Gary Shandling, Roseanne Barr, and Louis Anderson. This bit from his latest album, Chunks, doesn't need a lot of setup. We'll just go straight to the stand-up stage and J. Elvis Weinstein. I had a kidney taken out. Did I hear me say, me too? We should have traded. <laughs> no, I had a kidney taken out because uh, a bet's a bet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I had kidney cancer. I did. And I don't, I don't have cancer anymore. It's gone. It's, uh, thank you very much. The only lingering effect is occasional pity applause. Um, I was lucky, obviously, you know, very lucky. What happened was my colon ruptured. That, that wasn't the lucky part. Uh, that hurts. Don't get that. So they put me into the CAT scan machine to look at my colon, and my kidney, like, photobombed my colon. Just... And they're like, you might want to have that looked at once we fix your colon. Your kidney's giving us the finger. It looks, looks aggressive. So I go to another doctor, and he looks at the scan, and he's like, uh, yeah. You have cancer. We're going to have to take your kidney out. I'm like, okay. He's like, but don't worry. It's not urgent. It's like, like, yeah, we can wait a week. (laughs) What? (laughs) Doctor urgent and comic urgent are not the same thing. (laughs) Takes me a week to go to the bank. (laughs) So I had a week with my kidney left. It wasn't like a fun week. It wasn't like I could take my kidney out for one last blast or anything. 
run all the finest bottled waters in Europe through it or anything like that. No, I had to fill out forms. I had to, uh, you know, depressing questions like, if something happens during surgery, do you want us to take heroic measures? Well, I want you to save me. You need to be all self-aggrandizing about it, hero. That's cool, but how about you just do your job? I'm done. But then they clarified what we really mean is, uh, what would you like us to do if you end up brain dead? From the operation. I'm like, whoa, that sounds like more of my wife's problem. <laughs> Please, when you ask her, give her a yogurt or something first. Because she's a huge <laughs> when she's hungry. And I don't need a situation where she's, they're like, Mrs. Weinstein, we need to. And she's like, pull the plug! Like, okay, I was going to say give him a bath, but you know, we do need the bed. So I don't know. I handled the, uh, the whole cancer part of it okay, I think. But I was, what I was really worried about was just the surgery and going to the hospital and being messed with and handled by people. And, you know, that's what they do at the hospital. That's their gig, but it's not fun. It's not what I wanted. I remember they wheeled me into the uh, operating room. There's like nine people over in the corner, and none of them are talking to me. I guess for the same reason you don't name the lobster in the tank at the restaurant. And, And eventually a doctor comes over to me and gives me a shot and says, I'm Dr. Jensen, and, you know, in a few minutes you're going to feel a little... <laughs> and out I went. And of course they moved in and started messing with me. You know? Shaved half my belly, stuck a tube up my dick. It's, yeah, it's worse than passing out at a frat party. It's... <laughs> Wouldn't have been surprised to wake up with a dick scrawled on my forehead in Sharpie or something. But I did wake up, it was all successful, I moved on. I, uh, I talk about it now, I didn't talk about it very much when it was happening, because I didn't really want to hear what people had to say to me. People I don't like, you know. The way people talk about cancer is, is if you have cancer, it's like a lot of pressure, because it's always about how brave you are, and you're battling cancer, and you're a warrior, and I'm like, just want to be a victim here. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> no, you're battling cancer, God damn it. I'm like, I'm not battling cancer. The doctors are battling cancer, I'm the battlefield. <laughs> So when people say to me, you beat cancer, I'm like, whoa, that is way too cocky. I feel like I met cancer in a dark alley. <laughs> Threw my kidney on the ground and backed away slowly. That's, that's, that's as brave as I had to be. <laughs> J. Elvis Weinstein from his comedy album, Chunks. You can find him on Twitter at J. Elvis Weinstein to get the latest from him. He has a weekly podcast he's been hosting for the last couple of years with past Bullseye guest and one of my five favorite comedians in the world, Andy Kindler. It's called Thought Spiral. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. That's the end of another episode of Bullseye. Bullseye is produced at MaximumFun.org World Headquarters overlooking MacArthur Park in beautiful Los Angeles, California, where this year we only saw the fish truck, the truck with a cannon in the back that shoots fish into the lake two times. Our resolution for 2020 is to see it more than two times. 
The show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our producer is Kevin Ferguson. Jesus Ambrosio is our associate producer. We get help from Casey O'Brien. Our production fellows are Jordan Cowling and Melissa Duenas. Our interstitial music is by Dan Wally, also known as DJW. Our theme song is by The Go Team. Our thanks to The Go Team and their label Memphis Industries for letting us use it. And... There are many, many years of best stand-up comedy specials on our website and in our podcast feed. So if you need more comedy, you want to learn about more great comics, uh, just, you know, scroll back. Subscribe on the podcast feed or go to the Bullseye page at MaximumFun.org or search Bullseye Comedy Special and you will find many, many years. I mean, we've been doing this for like 10 years. So uh, it's one of my favorite things every year. It's always our most popular show, too, which I don't know what that says about our interviews. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search for Bullseye with Jesse Thorne at Bullseye on Twitter. And I think that's about it. Just remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. NPR.